722 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So this weekend we fall back. Continuing debate over changing the clocks anyway. Majority of Americans say in a recent survey, and it's over 60% suggesting they'd like to be done adjusting the clocks. The problem is we don't agree on whether we want to do daylight saving time permanently or go back to standard time. It's odd that we don't agree on something. <laughs> right? Yes, we're <laughs> divided. Joined in the studio this morning by Dr. Jennifer Evans. She is a professor at Marquette University in the Department of Biological Sciences, and her field includes the study of circadian rhythms and sleep cycles, which are obviously affected by this change. Dr. Evans, I'm sorry for disrupting your circadian <laughs> rhythms this morning by bringing you in early, but glad you're here. Thank you for having me. So let's talk first about the science behind this. We kind of bill, if, particularly in fall here, as we fall back, Everybody's like, hey, extra hour of sleep. How is that not great for us? Um, they're, they're, it's kind of a complicated answer. The, the short version is that we have a body clock that kind of adjusts to our time zone. And this tracks the sun. And so when we adjust, adjust our social clock, this doesn't it, – it introduces a discrepancy between what time our bodies think it is and when they're programmed to be at their best. And when we're forcing ourselves to wake up earlier or later for a social clock. And science has shown that when you introduce a mismatch between your biological time and your social time, this has severe adverse consequences for our health. So just as an example, twice a year we change our clock. And during that week of the year, heart attacks spike, traffic accidents spike, and other types of medical emergencies And it doesn't spike. matter which way? doesn't matter which wow. way. It's because either way, it's introducing a discrepancy and a very rapid, immediate discrepancy on the time, the day that it changes. So different is different. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like what you're saying. Twice a year, we travel to a new time zone immediately on a day. And we expect that we'll just be able to adopt this new schedule immediately. But there's an inertia to our biological system so it actually takes a little while to readjust. And while we're readjusting, we're at odds with what our biology wants us to do. Yeah, that was my question earlier was the old idea of like, well, if I fly to the West Coast, am I, you know, I'm changing time zones. Does that mean now I'm, I'm more susceptible to a heart attack just because I'm flying to the West Coast? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. <laughs> See, you just didn't notice. <laughs> Um, so usually things like this. So the time change, jet lag across time zones for like flights and things like that. The system is made to adjust to local conditions. So if you wait long enough, you will readjust. And so with the time change, it's usually, you know, a few days people are sleep deprived. People are not as alert in the morning when they're going to school or work. Um, but then after a few days, you adjust to the new social clock time. Talking with Dr. Jennifer Evans. She's a professor at Marquette University. So are there times of day, just generally speaking to circadian rhythms, where we're better at certain things? This time of day is better to do, you know, tough thinking things. This time of day is better for working out. Yes. Um, there's basically a good time and a bad time to do nearly everything you do. So it depends on what you're trying to do because the, the different systems in our body have different optimal timing. So for what you said in terms of focus, cognitive tasks, kind of 
memory, studying, learning. These are actually best to do in the mid-afternoon. Okay. Um, That's probably why this show is so bad. <laughs> I just can't think. It's not my fault. Okay, if I want to win a golf tournament, when's my tea time? Early or late? I don't know much about golf, actually. But athletic performance does vary with time of training. And so a big part of sports science is optimizing the timing of training mm-hmm. to get the most out of it. So a recent example... Uh, remember how the Bills went to London and they yeah, right. lost that game and everybody was shocked? Well, they didn't go there early and adjust their body clock. So they were actually mm. like at a disadvantage biologically because they were still in the old time zone at a time where they didn't have peak performance. So there's a lot of discussion about eliminating one of them. You know, let's just stay on daylight saving or let's stay on the standard or whatnot if we had to stay on one which one do you think would be the better one for us to stay on um so there is an ongoing debate going on about this and the the scientific community has taken one stance based on the health consequences and the ramifications and economists and politicians have taken another uh, which is mostly about... I can't believe that politics <laughs> is at odd with science. I can't believe it. And that's mostly driven by economics um, and fictional uh, money savings. So let me um, guess. Science says we should stay on the standard time and economists and politicians would prefer we move to permanent daylight saving. Exactly. Wow. Well done. Very well done. Pretty sharp for this hour. And so the thing is, is that standard time tracks the the sun time and our biological time much more closely. And the savings time um, is is more for kind of maximizing evening light. Um, The the this is this is, I think. An issue where we're trying to have increased communication and clarity on this issue. Um, but just to kind of put this in context. So there's the, the Sunshine Act that was introduced by the Florida politician in 2019 and reintroduced every single year that wants to make savings time permanent. And the argument is that there's more evening light and we'll use less electricity and we'll save more money. Um, and people will be happier because they love having sunshine when they get off of work. Um, and that uh, doesn't work in the winter in a state such as ours. And it's particularly bad on the west side of our time zone. So in the middle of January, shortest day of the year, sunrise is at 730 standard time. If this was savings time, that would be 830 and then if you live on the west side of the time zone, that's 9.30 in the morning before the sun oh, rises. A little late to see the sun. And it's dangerous because school start times, children waiting at the bus, they're basically going to be out at night. So the, the calls that I oftentimes see in terms of like uh, safety issues, because there's going to be more light at night or in the evening, really doesn't apply to us in the winter. And it's very short-sighted. Well, wishing so, you better sleep here as we change the clock back nonetheless. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr.